friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla, and here with me today, I have a freaking guest baby. I've got an actor, a filmmaker, um, a shorts king. Okay, that's going to be my guest, Nigel DeFries. Hi. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, are, do you also self-identify as a comedian or are you just funny? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I don't identify as a comedian, but i that is something I'm interested in maybe yeah. you know, exploring <laughs> a little bit more when the world opens up again. Yeah? <laughs> Fully. Are you going to do like stand up or anything? I'm I've been thinking about it. I've been sort of like fantasizing about it and writing little jokes in the shower be like, "Ooh, wouldn't it be fun if I said this on stage, you know?" Have you done that before? <laughs> I've I've done it like four times maybe in New York. Yeah. I experimented with stand up and I really loved it, but then also it's just it's a real commitment. Those people yeah. that <laughs> It's a lot of time in bars. Yeah, true. Are you not a bars guy? Not really. No. Yeah. Increasingly less and less. Yeah, that's fair. Well, especially now. <laughs> what about? Yeah, I know. What about you? Yeah, no, not me either. No, I don't. I like don't drink or anything. So, but I go to a lot of shows, which happen to be in bars a lot. So I kind of end up there sometimes. But totally. yeah, I'm not really like a bar guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. And I guess so I guess I'm not really identifying as a comedian so much these days. Okay, but maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. I don't know. You, who knows what's going to happen. But you are a film guy. <laughs> yeah. Were you just at Tribeca? I was just at Tribeca. Yeah, this pilot that I acted in mm-hmm. played there. It was so fun. Was that Deceased Ones? It was called, yeah, Deceased Ones. Mm -hmm. How was that? It was was great. It was also great because it got into 2020 Tribeca. And so Mm -hmm. then it was cool that they then let us come back in the flesh in 2021 Tribeca. Because obviously 2020 was canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, that rocks. What is your movie watching experience? Do you watch a lot of movies? Do you have a type? I'm obsessed you're with obsessed mo- with movies <laughs> <laughs> i am yeah hell yeah i do watch a lot of movies lately i feel like i've been watching less maybe it's just because I've been home so much and just sitting down to watch a movie just doesn't feel like an event yeah there's something missing so now that you're home all the time you want to watch tv less <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> sort of the opposite trajectory for <laughs> everyone else (laughs) right um but like when i was a kid all i ever wanted to do was watch movies and my dad was really strict about tv it was like we were only allowed to watch stuff on the weekends Mm -hmm. so anytime i would go to a friend's house i'd be like hey what if we like watched a movie right now (laughs) they'd be like mom nigel wants to watch a movie i'd be like no 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 don't 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 tell them i said that (laughs) I'm trying to be sneaky and bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just put on, let's just watch Labyrinth one more time. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So having that be like something you weren't 
allowed to do that was like a taboo sort of kind of yeah for you is that what got you into it then (laughs) when you went through a rebellious stage or how did you how did you decide as young baby Vermont boy (laughs) that you're going to become involved with film honestly I just was so obsessed the minute I knew what it was that it was like there was no other there was like nothing else yeah. I really feel like I just see the world as a movie and I'm just obsessed with trying to figure out how to <laughs> make that happen. Oh, hell yeah. That rocks. So I feel like I've just always been just pointed and called in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered acting in high school and then I went to NYU and then I just kept going. Hell yeah. How far is New York City away from where you grew up? It's like six hours in a car. So close enough that it was like attainable. Yeah, it wasn't crazy, but it also like I grew up in the smallest little dinky rural town that it felt like another world. Really? Completely. Yeah. Was there a farm involved or no? There was. There was? (laughs) Yeah. No, I lived next door to a dairy farm and we had a barn on our property where We kept the hay for the Doyles who live next door and there's cows across the road. It was like farm life for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Hell yeah. I was just watching all, I was just um, home and I was watching all these home videos and Mm -hmm. there's just so much video of me like just running free in the fields of Vermont as a child wearing Mm -hmm. a dress and with like a blanket on my head. Just this for like, your hair? Yeah, for my hair, exactly. Uh-huh. Just this little queer child, just like <laughs> in nature. And that's where just I came from. Himself. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Just in already in a movie. <laughs> well, yeah, that rocks. Yeah. And a lot of your, well, not a lot, but at least a couple of like the things that you've made are also sort of like in nature. Matter of Manor or mm-hmm. the Mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like outdoors in nature, um, you being wild, so... I mean, it's just a really good trick that if you just set up a camera somewhere in nature really pretty... Yeah. And you press record, it's amazing what can happen. <laughs> oh, and, if yeah. you add some, and if you add some good costumes, it's a good little if hack. You can have fun, yeah. For all you listeners <laughs> all right. out there, yeah. Yeah, hot tip for the, for the young baby filmmakers <laughs> listening to the pod. <laughs> Location, location, location. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the movie that we picked for this week. We sort of combo picked this, but (laughs) the 2020 film Kajillionaire. So you said this had been on your list. So how did you hear about this film or like what drew you to it to begin with? I don't even much. Somebody said that it was really good. And that's it. And it, yeah, you were sold. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously, Miranda July. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've her movie, Me, You, and Everyone We Know. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, is that the title? Yeah, I think so. Um, that movie, I've only seen it once, but I saw mm-hmm. it in theaters. It was the week I moved to New York. Okay. When I went to NYU, and I went alone to the theater. It was my first time alone in a theater in New York. And I watched that movie and it was like a spiritual experience. Like, it yeah. was just such a momentous occasion. A whole combo in my life. of moments coming together. Yeah. I was so excited to be on my own. And that movie was so weird and <laughs> cool and funny. And then I watched it again later and I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> 
It didn't hit the same. <laughs> um, no, I'd be curious to watch it again now, though. Yeah? I've never seen that one. I've seen her other one. I just watched her other one, The Future, but I haven't seen the other one. So, yeah, I don't even know about that one. Miranda July, well, first of all, directed this movie, obviously. Also from Vermont. Yes! So, y'all have a kinship. <laughs> and I, lo- I looked that up, and that town is like half hour from where I grew up. Wow, really? And also, that is the theater where I saw the, my oh. first... Wow, I'm putting it all together now. I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. Barry, Vermont. Like, that's where you go to the m- movies. Like, that's where I saw The Lion King. Wow. As a kid. It's like half hour drive from my house. That's the closest movie theater. Wow. Miranda July, also a shorts king, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a short story. She started stories, out doing a bunch of shorts. And a short stories king. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, short stories king. She's also a rocker. She also, uh, yeah, short film king. But not to just give her whole bio for no reason, but <laughs> I just thought this was cool. No, no, no. Let, get, tell us the whole thing. Yeah, let's run it. Let's run through it. <laughs> just, um, you know, obviously everyone knows I am super into short films and. She, in the 90s, had, like, a shorts mixtapes club. I just thought this was really cool, um, called Joni for Jackie, that she curated shorts from women and uh, put them onto tapes, like, made a tape of different shorts, like, every, I don't know how, what the time period was, every so often, and had, like, a club she would hand out these tapes to. I just thought that's so cool. She's that a shorts is so king. cool. No. <laughs> was that probably when work? she was, like, in Portland, Portland lady? Probably, probably so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd imagine. Anyway, so there's Miranda July's biography. (laughs) (laughs) And here's Miranda coming in. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, maybe one day. I don't know. I don't know how to reach her. Does she have Instagram? (laughs) I don't know. I've seen her. I've seen her walking around near my friend's mom's house in L.A. So. Oh, really? So if I Uh need to get a hold of her, I can just hit you up and then you'll go to your friend's mom's house. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just go walking walking around and wait for her to walk around. Yeah. And then give her, like, my Instagram information. Yeah, Kayla. (laughs) Anytime. You'll give her my email. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) It pays to have friends in high places. (laughs) Silver Lake. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Silver Lake, Los Angeles. Yeah, that's the highest place you can be, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere to go but down. Yeah, truly. So just running through the cast for this movie, this stars Evan Rachel Wood, um, notorious bisexual Evan Rachel Wood, should say. Is she? Yeah. You didn't know? No, but that makes me happy. Yeah, she's like very, like super openly bisexual, like talks about it all the time. You know, like many of us do. (laughs) Uh uh (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that rocks. And yeah, obviously, once we get into the movie that uh, it rocks that she was cast in the role she was cast in for that reason as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers and have been for a long time. And that's what drew me to this movie because this has been on my list for a while, too. Okay. Was that I'm an Evan stan. Since the 13 days? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, specifically call out the exact movie that got me into Evan Rachel Wood's career. Well, that was the first movie I saw. I mean, that was her big break. She was amazing in that movie. I mean, she's As incredible, and that movie holds yeah. up. Does it? Like, I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. I just rewatched it like a couple months ago with a friend, and I was like, going into it, I was like, Ugh, I don't know if this will like still be cool, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's super, in my opinion, holds up. But I have so much like nostalgia attached to it too. Like, I guess I don't know what a first time viewer how their experience 
would be. <laughs> I have an unreleased comedy video yeah. <laughs> that maybe one day will come out. My friend Brooke Bundy and I, who wrote mm-hmm. the the Gregs and has mm-hmm. been in a lot of my shorts, mm-hmm. we filmed the first scene of mm-hmm. Thirteen. You know, oh yeah, hit, hit me harder. <laughs> okay, and you never put this out. <laughs> It's it's in the can. It just hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to find this, obviously. I know. Wait, which one are you in that? Are you Evan? <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, I think I'm. I think I'm Nikki. Are you doing the hitting? Yeah, we're doing. We're doing stage combat. You know. <laughs> we're, we're doing fake, fake hitting. I don't know. I don't know how real it was in the movie, but. We did so, get. Oh, so well, Brooke's we did get. You. We did get blood packets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you very clearly have to put this out. Um, okay. So thank you. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You're the first dude. person I send this to. Yeah. Oh yes, please. Like literally, tag me. <laughs> uh, need the content. Yeah. Uh, that was. I mean, crucial film at that age. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Anyway, incredible movie. Um, we can so easily out. get derailed into a full conversation about de- about thirteen because I have yeah, so many questions totally about could. what your thirteen year old life was like. But I don't know. It was probably decently similar to the movie, was uh, it? which made it much more. Yeah, it made it pretty crazy to me. Oh my god! Well, even just like, okay, well here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, like the like growing up poor aspect of it all. Like my mom was probably pretty similar to Holly Hunter in the movie. Yeah, I identify with Evan Rachel Wood's character probably pretty closely. Well, like I never was trying to be like, she's trying to be like hot and cool in the mm-hmm. movie. And there was, there was no chance for me um, for <laughs> that to happen. But... Um, <laughs> But I yeah, Evan Rachel like, Wood. She has a lot of hotness to work with. Ugh. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> so, I know it's it's honestly rude. Um, but <laughs> but I was maybe on the opposite side, um, being goth. So like that's kind of close. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> being super goth, and um, yeah, I got really into like partying when I was like 13, 14. I actually got arrested for underage drinking at 14. So, you oh, know. Wow, you lived the movie. Literally lived the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trapped on a farm in Vermont, like being a little goody two-shoes, like <laughs> writing down my silly movie ideas on scrap paper, Aww. being like, you know, being like, <laughs> out there somewhere, there's teenagers having fun. <laughs> Well, I also, like, I had a little bit of farm life, too. Like, when I was growing up, so my dad is from, well, partially North Carolina, partially Mississippi, but we spent every summer on a farm in Mississippi. So, like, I get that. I got that side, too, a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just being on a farm all summer with, like, Southern family. I don't know if it's different up where you're from, but, like, Southern folks are, like, kids kind of um, go away from me. Like, don't talk to me unless you're going to be doing work. <laughs> for the farm or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. So, you know, just kind of chilling by myself on a farm, trying to entertain myself for a summer with a bunch of oldies. <laughs> can, can relate. Can you relate. Know? Yes. So I got some of that too. 
Oh, yeah, and growing up famously bisexual. That was also uh, part of the movie, part of my life. Uh, okay, Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. She's in 13, famously also in Into the Forest, which we've done on pod. And who else is in this? Gina Rodriguez, who was in Annihilation. She plays a queer character in this movie. She also plays queer in Annihilation. I don't think she's queer in real life, although she has hinted at being bicurious. Come on, Gina, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. I know, right? Like she keeps dating men, but she did say that her that she's more bisexual than like a character that she plays that people keep coding as bisexual online. Uh, so uh, I don't know. She's hinting. Well, she really ha- <laughs> she really had it in that movie. She had that. She was really radiating that natural eroticism. What in Kajillionaire? In Kajillionaire, yeah. yeah. We'll get there, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we have um, Richard Jenkins who's in a whole bunch of stuff, but he's in Shape of Water, Cabin in the Woods, Step Brothers. Six Feet Under. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on with this man. He's been in like a hundred things, but... Oh, uh, God, he's so good. I grabbed. Yeah, he was great. This also produced by Brad Pitt randomly. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, that was one. I, I started writing notes and one of them is just Brad Pitt? Question mark? <laughs> Apparently he produces a lot of stuff though. So maybe it's not as strange as it seems. <laughs> yeah, Plan B is his company. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Deborah and Deborah Winger as the mom. But what's she in? I didn't know her from anything. So she was in um, Terms of Endearment, that movie with uh, Shirley MacLaine, Jack Nicholson, the James L. Brooks mm-hmm. early eight. It's like an early eighties Oscar winning family drama, and it's mm-hmm. about it's a mother daughter dramedy in which she plays the daughter and Shirley is the mother. And so I did wonder about that with the mother-daughter aspect in this movie. Must have been a consideration with the casting. Because that is, I think that is her most famous role. She's famously a daughter, but in this movie, she's famously a mother. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) But she is um, the mother from hell in this movie. She's cold. Yeah, cold as ice. Oh, also, you know what? She was a mother and she was a mother in um, Rachel Getting Married. She played an icy mom in that too for Anne Hathaway. The Jonathan well, I've never seen this Demi. either. Oh my God. That's a good Rachel movie. Getting Married? Yeah. 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 Do you like like family dramas? Um, It can depend. I'm kind <laughs> of like, I'll kind of watch anything, I think, truly. Lately here, I've <laughs> just been getting deeper and deeper into uh, like weirdo random indie stuff that you have to like truly dig for to find (laughs) (laughs) i noticed that from your list and i love that (laughs) (laughs) and then we landed on congillionaire which is actually sort of more mainstream yeah i mean i'll watch anything though and like i still like i go to the movie theater i see other kind of stuff too and like i would like to do all kinds of stuff for the pod Mm -hmm. ideally and we have like in the past we've done like black swan and like things that were pretty like mainstream or whatever but when i'm stuck with the choice of picking all the stuff i want to watch is like deep weirdo shit so (laughs) i love that (laughs) it's uh truly a brain condition um that (laughs) but yeah i'll i'll watch anything really if it's put in front of me i think i can find some enjoyment in just about anything all right so moving on the critic scores for this movie just real quick this has 90 percent on rotten tomatoes but wow a 
This yeah. is that's like A minus. <laughs> that's like really good. Yeah. But only 75% with Google users, which means uh, the people didn't like it as much as the critics. The people have spoken. <laughs> yeah. There's that. So let's watch That makes the, sense. Yeah. Let's watch the trailer and then we can get into this movie. All right. After this person. And clear. Now. There's a camera there, there, and there. Cash. Nope, many order. This is not a cheap tie. Most people want to be cajillionaires. That's the dream. That's how they get you hooked. Hooked on sugar, hooked on caffeine. Ha ha ha, cry, cry, cry. Me, I prefer to just skip. So do I. February, March, April. Uh, we may have to pay in installments. Rent is an installment. It's a monthly installment. They are real characters, super unique. But you vouch for them, right? She learned to forge before she learned to write. Oh, actually, that's how she did learn to write. My favorite movies are the Ocean Eleven movies. This is exactly the kind of thing that I've been wanting. So what do your parents do, hon? Hon, you've never called me that. But you could if it was a job, though, right? You're addicted to them. They're my parents. In what sense? We split everything three ways. We have since I was little. I don't want to do it that way this time. Don't. So you want us to be false, fakey people. We don't make pancakes or wrap up little birthday presents or call you sweetheart or baby or do a little dance. I always thought it was insulting to treat you like a child. And I thought we agreed on that. We can only ever be how we are. This is the way the big one starts. If you're lucky, you'll get crushed. And then you'll you just die right then and there. I'm God, they really showed the whole movie. That's what I was about to say. Like, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch this trailer before watching the movie because they truly spoiled everything. Yeah, um, I'm glad I did too. What were you ex- <laughs> What were you expecting when you watched this movie? Um, I watched it last night. <laughs> so all I knew going in was that it seemed like a weirdo indie movie because I had seen Evan's character before um, because I follow her on Instagram. So <laughs> she had posted little clips of, of her character or whatever. Um, so I knew she did like the weird voice and like had the hair and whatever. But that's really all. Oh, and I knew there was like some kind of element of a scheming family. But I never watched the trailer or anything. I, I generally, if I can, I try not to know literally anything about a movie before going into it or like as little information as I can possibly have uh, (laughs) is what I like to do. (laughs) Like I said, we'll watch anything. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't want to go in. I feel like that is the best. That's the best way. Yeah. 
I think it's so. It's the best way. But like some people need to be sold on something before they watch it, which is stupid. <laughs> but Yeah, people are stupid. People are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not me or you, though. Uh, we're normal. <laughs> yeah, we're the normalist. Um, yeah, truly. <laughs> so what were you expecting going into it? Well, I it was like halfway through the movie where I thought, Oh, they're they're never gonna become cajillionaires in this movie. <laughs> I was, I I don't know why. I just assumed that they they would come into a shit ton of money at some yeah. point, and that that was gonna be the shtick. Yeah, but it super wasn't anything like no. that. The opposite, in fact. That's yeah. <laughs> And in fact, in that's plenty of, of other, that is plenty of other movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, <laughs> and it's weird that I was like disappointed slightly. I'm just like, like I just want to see people get rich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, and I want to see these people get rich. What would you that be like? You want to see weirdos get rich. Yeah. Because you like kind of see yourself in that position. <laughs> For sure. It's um, possible for weirdos to get rich. <laughs> <laughs> Please let it be possible. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, so I so I didn't know that it was such a family story. I didn't know it was so much about parents. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was that triggering for you? <laughs> um no. <laughs> <laughs> are you tricking or truthing i mean i well i guess i want to watch movies and be triggered you know okay. i want yeah. i want to have an emotional experience so sure. i i was kind of longing for a little bit more of that i think <laughs> you wanted more parents i wanted a, or yeah or i wanted a little bit more like emotion or something mm. and I feel like everything, all of my criticisms of this movie are also the things that I love about it too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I love that there was so little backstory, really, mm-hmm. of, like, how they ended up to be this way. And yeah. then at this, and at the same time, I thought, I was like, oh, well, but how did they end up to be this way? <laughs> yes. I have a lot of thoughts on this, but... I bet you do. Yeah. I do. I have also, like, some mixed reviews. Yeah. Uh, I think similarly. So... I think, though, let's get through a little bit of the story first. Yes. Before giving some of this, so we can set some of this up. So we are set in L.A., I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're circling around a family of schemers, con artists, specifically mainly centering around Evan Rachel Wood's character, who is the daughter of the family. And I think we have to talk about specifically what her character is what's going on with her (laughs) Uh, well her name is old dolio yes for one (laughs) for one yeah (laughs) which we don't find out why her name is old dolio (laughs) until like uh almost the end of the movie (laughs) i feel like (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that was part of a con that they named her after a homeless man who won the lottery in hopes that he would leave them money. <laughs> so goofy. And then she has like an Avril Lavigne thing going on with the hair. Yeah. Oh my God. It is so Avril. It's like literally Avril. I couldn't stop seeing Avril because like she's got the middle part with the long blonde, but also it's like really like in her face. It's literally Avril. Mm-hmm. And she's covered, covered head to toe. Yeah. Yeah. I think, the wig at times was like not really great either. <laughs> <laughs> 
which kind of also was its own comedy. And she's doing a voice. Um, yeah, she's doing a voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's interesting is that Evan Rachel Wood alleges that that voice that she's doing in this movie is her real voice. She... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she says that she went to vocal uh, vocal coaching to get her voice to be higher and that her natural voice is actually whatever's going on in this movie, which uh, not to like rag on my girl. Okay, but... Evan, Rachel, <laughs> what, like, I like, what? I don't know what to believe anymore, Evan, Rachel, Wood. What? <laughs> I love that we have to say all three names every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I just have trouble <laughs> believing that. I don't know. Not to yeah, like, not, I, you know, I mean, believe I, women, hashtag, et cetera. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't really sound that natural. And that sounds a little mm-hmm. bit like a read on her performance, but... <laughs> okay dragger i mean it didn't that didn't sound like her real voice it didn't sound like anybody's real voice yeah yeah i'll agree with that Um, and uh she compared her character to edward scissorhands which i thought was kind of an interesting comparison especially once we get some of the story and like what happens with her character oh i love that yeah. yeah. Well, I love the way in that that. Oh no, I'm going to jump ahead again. Never That's mind. Okay. But when she <laughs> when she flinches and when that masseuse yeah. goes to touch her for the first time, that mm-hmm. was like a beautifully blocked moment. Yeah. <laughs> Just being touched, and yeah. that that is so Edward Scissorhands in a beautiful yeah. way. You know, it really is. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like one of the first things that happens in this movie is them doing a scheme at the post office trying to rob packages from other people's mailbox evan rachel wood doing like parkour to avoid cameras which was interesting where did they get the key to the boxes to the you know what i'm saying to the people i don't boxes? know like that was kind of weird like at first i thought like they had like a postmaster's key that they stole from somebody maybe or yeah i mean i don't know where they got it from they must have stolen the key because at first it's just like okay they're opening one box i guess whatever but like later in the movie they open like a couple boxes or at least try to so hang on I'm, I'm gonna call miranda i'm gonna get her on the phone yeah get her on the phone or do you need to take a quick trip to your friend's uh mom's house or... it's not that far yeah yeah um. <laughs> a light jog and so their whole game here is to steal packages from people's mailboxes and then like instantly kind of hand deliver them to their house and be like i found your thing uh, that was missing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a little thin, I think. Yeah. Right? Because they steal the watch from the mailbox and then instantly bring it to the guy's house. And what Am was I the right package here? Yeah, no, no, no. And the package was was that somebody returning a lost watch to him? That can't be true, right? But what? But then when they give him the watch, he's like. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank you. I must have dropped it or something. I know. This was my whole thing. I'm like, I don't understand exactly what what was going on here. (laughs) Yeah. The trajectory of this watch is a little fishy. (laughs) I need some backstory on the watch. (laughs) And then it worked so well in their favor, or at least sort Mm of. Yeah, sort of. Because they wanted to return the watch for a reward, but instead they get a coupon for a massage. 
Uh, and that's when we get the massage scene that you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we learn that she is extremely touch averse. Even like the masseuse just puts hands like not even touching her, just like a couple inches above her back and is like, is that good? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> right yeah she's like tell me if it's too much pressure it's too much pressure yeah (laughs) i hope that you keep doing the voice throughout the pod i know yeah this is these are my strengths as a guest is i i won't talk about the movie i'll just imitate it (laughs) yeah well that you know that's why we have you on as an actor um You have you bring certain skills. <laughs> you th- yeah, you thought I was going to be able to dissect the movie. No, I am the movie. <laughs> I have literally the movie on the pot. <laughs> no, it rocks. So after their first little con, they go into this building and scoop some pink foam off the wall, which at first was not explained at all. <laughs> You're no. Like, what the fuck is going on? They just like run into this building and start scooping all this foam off the wall. Uh, into buckets which it mm-hmm. all looks very cool but it does <laughs> it's a beautiful it's a beautiful weird image yeah it is the the set design of their house which is what we find out this place is um mm-hmm. is very cool the production designer for this movie sam lisenko has also done a couple movies well he's done one movie that we did on pod good time He's the production designer oh, for that. Oh, no shit. Oh, wow. He also did Give Me the Loot, which I've talked about on Pod, and uh, Uncut Gems and Eighth Grade and a bunch of other stuff. So Uh-huh. So a lot of A24 yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. He's a real A24 head. Right. <laughs> or indies. Give Me the Loot's just kind of like an indie feature from New York City. I haven't seen that one. Should I watch that? I think it's pretty good. It's just like a character study type movie. Um, okay. The only... <laughs> The reason I watch it is because the Uh-oh. guy in it is in another like super indie movie that you probably haven't seen. So it's like, <laughs> did you ever see uh, Alchemist Cookbook? <laughs> no, but I heard of it. Yeah. Wait, okay, what's so his Ty- name? Oh, yeah. Ty Hickson is his name. He's not really in anything else, just those two movies. But I really liked him in Alchemist Cookbook. And um, Joel Petrikas, director of Alchemist Cookbook, oh, said oh. that, you know, Joel? I've met him. I met him at a film festival once. Yeah, um, that tracks. Yeah. yeah. He found Ty Hickson from watching Gimme the Loot at a film fest. So that's why I then watched it to see to see what he saw. And <laughs> I did. He's very good in the movie. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Joel's cool. Uh, anyway. <laughs> How did we get here? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the set designer. <laughs> Kajillionaire. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, the set designer. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this... I, I thought the... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought the production design was pretty pretty fantastic throughout. Yeah, totally. Really, the look of the whole movie. I mean, it was yeah, it was very pretty. Yeah. However, the movie itself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think like well, we find out the bubbles are there because they rent like an office space off of this place called Bubbles Inc. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> the, the soap just, factory or something. Something, and then they just <laughs> get too bubbly at the soap factory, and it spills over. I guess question mark. <laughs> but, there's a yeah. There's a leak. Yeah. Yeah. They have um every. It's at the same time every day, so they always have to yes. be back. Yeah, at these certain so times that they can or scoop the leak because that's part of the deal that they have with the dude. 
Right. And you know, we've all been there, like had weird stuff about our houses. You rent a dodgy apartment that has a few <laughs> tricks to it. Okay. Like, you know, I could relate to that. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think their house, while uh, visually interesting and like, well-designed, etc. I think it felt a little like, and actually maybe a few elements of this movie, felt a little like over the top or like their house felt a little like Royal Tenenbaums kind of or like just very extremely like 2011 indie movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the also, music Also, too. how long do you think that they had been there? I kind of couldn't get a sense of that. Do you think they'd been in, there for a like long time? Like living in that place? Yeah. Well... My gut wants to say that they had been there only three months because they were three months behind on the rent, and I can't imagine they'd ever right. paid the rent. Right. Um, but there is really no indication. Yeah. That was one of the best lines in the movie, and it was also in the trailer, which they gave everything away. But like what? February, March, April, we may have to pay in installments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because they are, yeah, truly three months behind on their rent, uh, which ends up being like the main, the driving action point for the movie is that they need to make this rent money. Yeah. I felt like this movie was sort of confused in a couple different ways. Uh, And one of them is that I felt like they went so overboard with certain elements, like making it super whimsical, even like a little surrealist like their family, their house, the landlord, but they didn't fully commit to it. Like, because all of the characters in this movie outside of the immediate family and the landlord randomly are just like super normies and like not playing into or adding to their like the whimsy of their characters at all and are in fact kind of annoyed by it in most cases i think yeah because it's like if this what are the rules of the outside world cuz how yeah. how could they have been doing cons like this for this long and and being this obvious and this obvious and this pretty yeah. bad at it for really small amounts of money yeah and like <laughs> yeah it just makes like the way that they are just seems kind of like try hard and like less less creative and more kind of try hard and they just really stick out totally when they're put in places where other people are in this movie because everyone else is so normal like i don't think it's a crime like in and of itself to have characters that are like overacting or like being over the top silly but like right they have to fit somehow in the world that they're in or else that just kind of sticks out yeah i you totally know? kind agree. of takes you out of it Yeah. And I don't know, like, maybe even, uh, I don't know. I was going to say maybe even if it was just the family that was like this, that even would have made just a little bit more sense. But they also added the landlord being strange. (laughs) (laughs) He has, like, that disease where he just cries constantly. (laughs) Right. Which then still just, like, muddies the rules even more. So it's like, what what is exactly going on here? I think if it were, like, fully one way or the other... I kind of probably would have liked it more if either the family was more, uh, I don't know, normal, quote unquote, (laughs) or if the world was a little more strange. Yeah, I think I kind of wanted them to be like better at their better con artists or Mm -hmm. or at least maybe a little more artistry, (laughs) a little more con artistry or something. Yeah, because it just seems so unsustainable in the long run that they would still be doing this in this way yeah and they are like kind of they're set up a little over the top 
how their characters are like walking around the street just like checking payphone payphone coin returns or whatever and like plastic bags on the ground and like really just super searching for any small opportunity like that and not really having any plan for anything substantial and also just being criminals in the world and getting away with it just being very obviously being very obvious yeah (laughs) doing parkour into the post office like (laughs) and while the parkour was funny it doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it too hard it's like hmm yeah that won't attract attention yeah yeah I'm torn because so many, this is what I mean. Like so many of those choices are such Mm -hmm. fun ideas, but then Mm -hmm. when they're not fully embodied like that, you just, they just feel like ideas. Like, I love the idea that they're, they're sort of stuck in time with their long hair and they have this child that Mm -hmm. is now 26, but they're still like using that to get sympathy and power from it. Like we have a child. Mm Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like it's a little hard to suspend your disbelief in a way where you can be like emotionally affected by it. Yeah. Yeah, I really agree and that's like another way that I think maybe this movie is confused a little bit is like well, you kind of mentioned like there there's first of all no real clues as to how they became this way, their history, anything like that. Also, and any other people that they, like, they've, it's just been the three of them for uh-huh. 26 years. They don't have any right. friends, any community of other petty criminals or whatever. Yeah. Like, so this is meant to be just like a little slice of their moment. So they're not setting up any past or really any future. It's just supposed to be like this moment. So, okay, so you, you're not trying to think too hard about where they came from. And you really can't <laughs> think too hard about where they came from. Uh, in order, if you're going to enjoy this movie at all, because you're like, okay, she, did she not go to school? Like, what was that like? Or, you know, like, she's 26 and just realizing that her parents are weird for the first time. Like, that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, like, were they locked in a little commune for a chunk of time there? Like, or were they just wandering around? Yeah, so, like, LA. if you start to think about this, you can really it get It unravels into the weeds. pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, onto, like, how any... How does any of this make sense? And like, that's fine. Like having a movie where you just need to like truly stay on the surface. Yeah. At the same time, uh, in this particular movie, I think that there is also like deeper messaging that's trying to happen too. Yeah. Like. I mean, it's really, it's really asking us to care. It is. But I, so like her parents, they've essentially like taken her off the grid convinced her that they know more than everyone around them. They live this alternative lifestyle that her dad like has conspiracy theories about the tremors and he's fully like instilled all of this into her. So she's grown up with these sort of lies, these lies in this weird lifestyle and not trusting anything around her. And then because of that, that's what creates like the urgency for her character to realize like that her family's weird and like learn (laughs) to think for herself or whatever. But like where this movie comes out culturally and politically like in 2020 those sort of elements can be sort of extrapolated and translated into the time as well and become like a little more weighted as like an allegory for like how people are reacting with having like trump families and stuff like this yeah um you know so like this was pre-pandy but it wasn't pre-trump this was the height so 
I think coming out in that political moment that this is meant to sort of have some nod to that. She has this crazy family with these crazy ideals, conspiracy theories, and she has to then uh, rebel against that or try to change them even in this movie. She tries to Uh change them or see if she can, and she can't, uh, which is also true when you relate it the other way too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in general. (laughs) Yep. So then like, is it a movie that you just take for this slice, this piece of the moment surface value, or is it a movie that you think deeper on? Because if you want people to think, as soon as we start thinking about this movie, everything breaks down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So in that way, I feel like it's sort of confused. Yeah, it's like caught between the thinky thoughts and the feely feels. Yeah. So it's too intellectual in that way. But if you watch it intellectually, it won't, it doesn't add up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So that's like, exactly what you're saying. But if you watch it emotionally. It also kind of doesn't add up. It also up. <laughs> kind of doesn't add up. Yeah. Because everything they're doing, and that goes back to kind of my first point, is that everything they're doing is so over the top that yeah. it almost can't hold emotional weight because it feels just stupid or like ridiculous or whatever or overacted. Whereas like if they had made the rest of the world be a little more on their level, then maybe, I don't know, like maybe the emotional weight would be a little stronger. Yeah. Just because you could believe the characters a little more, but because they set them up as being just like ridiculous, like caricatures or whatever then, yeah, their emotions don't have as much weight. Okay, so they were so, they're so cold to her, to old Dolio, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think that was part of my problem with being able to, like, emotionally connect to it Mm -hmm. at the end when you're supposed to really care when they're gonna lose each other. Yeah. They're so cold to her, which is such a not useful tactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you'd think that somebody who's good, which then they tr- they try to do it later, right? They try to con con into being loving parents all of a sudden. Uh-huh. But I felt like there wasn't enough of that early on that I was like, why? There was nowhere in for me to feel like Odilia would stay with them, one, and that I could like join in in the loving yeah. of them. Like if I can't love them, then when I lose them later on, it's like, eh, okay. <laughs> and like, I think that maybe if she was a little, yeah. And maybe if she was like a little younger, I could have like right. believed it a little more too. But like 26, like that's kind of, she's been with them a long time, you know, <laughs> like that's kind of old to be like just now realizing that you want to be independent or whatever. Yeah. If she was like, I don't know, 18, 18 19. Well, like maybe. there was, the, there was that movie that came out a couple years ago, leave no trace. Did you see that one? The Deborah, it was like a Deborah Granick movie. And it's about a guy. Oh my God. It's exactly the same plot as this movie. Now I'm realizing. It? Well, it's, it's about a father and daughter and the daughter is like, 15, 16, and they live totally off the grid in the woods. They're essentially homeless people. And Mm. it's sort of about her finding her independence. And the dad is played by Ben Foster. Ben Foster. I love Ben Foster. Yeah. Oh, my God. You should. It's the woman who directed uh, Winter's Bone. It was her her movie after that. Okay. Adding this to my list. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's sort of the drama version of this in a way. Except they're 
it, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> There's this real and this is fake. <laughs> yeah, and it's about it's based on real real experiences of real people in Oregon who live like that. Also, another movie I was reminded of. Have you seen the movie Running on Empty? No. With Red River Phoenix? No. Oh, my God. It's this. Okay, wait. This whole podcast can't just me be talking about other movies. No, but I kind of am into it, though. <laughs> but Running on Empty is this amazing movie. I'm adding all in, of these to my watch in the movie. In the late 80s, it's a Sidney Lumet movie. And um, River Phoenix plays this teenager who lives with his family and his family has been on the run his whole life because his parents were these activists like these basically eco-terrorists and they blew up they blew up similar to his real parents exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they they had like blown up some facility as part of a an act and um, somebody died so they're being charged with manslaughter or something and so Uh they've been on the run for their whole lives and bringing their kids with them and they have to like dye their hair and pick up and move every every couple of months. Uh-huh. And then it's about River Phoenix finding his own independence. And But if he decides to leave his family, he'll never see them again because they got to keep running. It uh, makes me sob. And yeah. uh, Martha Plimpton is, is in it and she's amazing. Go go watch oh, this I movie. Oh, I love her. It's like I an under... Watched, um, I feel like it's she's underrated. She's in Pecker. I just watched Pecker with her. Oh, my God. Or rewatched. I mean, I've seen that before, but yeah, I love her. (laughs) I love love her. What was that show she was in? Raising Hope? You see that show? I think that was what it was. I love that show. I love that show. (gasps) She's she's, she's a special creature. Yeah, she is special. (laughs) Anyway. Pecker. Okay, I have to watch. Have you seen that? No. Okay, I have to watch um, John Waters. Oh, what's his head? Yeah, John Waters movie. So. Oh my god. Yeah, I really like it. It's got Christina Ricci and Edward Furlong in it, um, and her. I feel like there's other people. Those are the main guys, though. But yeah, yeah good film. <laughs> okay, got it. We're gotta fully go s- like yeah. we're fully Stefan from <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Like, we are, but <laughs> really though, running way. on but running on empty is this. It's this movie. It's it. This reminded me of it because it's like about this family and they mm-hmm. they've stayed together in the most yeah. you know the most impossible of circumstances and they love each other. So then when they mm-hmm. have to like break up at the end of the film because the, their child needs independence, it is so unbelievably heartbreaking and beautiful. <laughs> I am really into and that. Like- and that is like what I feel like the moment at the end of this with the cash register. I feel like that mm-hmm. was. That wanted to be this gut punch emotional moment. Yeah. And it, it just sort of felt like a cute idea or something. <laughs> oh, oh no. Cute. Now we're just ripping into this movie. <laughs> it's okay. Look, we have good things to say too, sort of, maybe. Um, I know, I'm but sorry, I am, Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Miranda. <laughs> but <laughs> I am into representation of toxic familial love because I think. As am I. That's like. Yeah, that's, like, one of those things that, like, hasn't truly been addressed by, like, whatever, society or whatever. Like, a lot of other norms were, like, in the process of breaking down. But, like, familial norms have, like, really stuck. Or, like, just everybody's supposed to love their parents. Parents love their children. Kids have mom and dad. You know, like, whatever. Yes, Um, but on what planet? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Or, like... I don't know. I think it's just like uh, a frontier I'd love to see tackled because it causes people so much misery because how many of us are lucky enough to have 
good, loving parents, I would say not as many as you'd like to think. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And even those of us that have loving parents, like I would say my parents are actually pretty loving. Mm -hmm. There's still plenty, plenty there that is painful. Yeah. And like the concept that like you need to stick with your family, like kind of no matter what, even if they're toxic or make you miserable or treat you poorly, etc. is something I would love to see swiped. From the planet. I don't like people should be able to break up with their families if they need to. And so I'm always happy to see like that kind of storyline going on, um, which even, you know, in this movie, it's not as emotionally impactful as we'd like for it to be. I still kind of like that it's there. But it's close. But it's like close because that idea, th- yeah. that idea of um, parents who are just using their children, mm-hmm. <laughs> who use their children as as a prop and call it love. That's a lot yeah. more parents than you even think. I mean, sure. how many people do you know who even are talking about having kids? I'm at the age mm-hmm. where, you know, I feel like people talk about having kids or even starting to have kids. And so many times in mm-hmm. these conversations, I'm like, uh-huh, this is about having kids. This is not yeah. about the kid. It's about the having of them. You yeah. Know what I'm or like some like <laughs> expectation that a kid should be there or like that's what you're supposed to do or yeah, whatever. Kids are for being had yeah. by their parents and <laughs> not for <laughs> not for being their own person. Yeah, or like being raised to be certain ways or change certain things about the world, etc. No, they're just right. for being had. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and being a pawn to fight with other people about or something. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to go through my whole life without having had children. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh, that's about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what am I going to do when I'm old and there's no children there to take care of me? <laughs> well, okay. Well, how about the part where you do the taking care of for a while, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they named her old Dolio as part of a scheme. Yeah. So it's like from the jump. She's doing yeah. all the work. Yeah. She does do like pretty much 100% of the con work in this movie. Um, yeah. She gets in the uh, schoolgirl outfit. She gets the massage. She tries to get the uh, <laughs> refund for the watch. Like she does yeah. the forgery. They talk about how they trained her to forge things. Like that's how she learned how to write. Yeah. So they've been being like this to her for her entire life. And then also belittling her so that they have power over her. Yeah. Because like she has the she has the best most lucrative scheme in the movie mm-hmm. with the bat with the baggage and they eventually go along with it but they belittle her a lot along the way. True. It's so sad. It is sad. Or it would be sad if we felt anything for these characters. I know. I know. <laughs> what was your it's favorite? Sad conceptually. What was your huh. favorite part? My favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait, have we made it through the whole plot, or are we supposed to? No, we haven't even at all. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel Should I'm I... the one to blame. No, it's okay. We're having fun, I think, anyway. so. <laughs> no, no, this is so much fun. You're so fun to talk oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe let's move a little more through the plot, and okay, we'll come across fine, things Kayla, that are good God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they continue to do hijinks. None of their hijinks really go to plan at the beginning, at least. Like, they couldn't get a reward for the watch. They couldn't get a refund for the massage coupon. She gets offered to take a, like, child... What is it? Like, not a birthing class. What do you call this? Child raising class? It's like a parenting... <laughs> it's like a parenting... parenting. There's yeah. the word. 
Okay, brain aneurysm. I can't think of the word parenting. Um, she gets offered to take a parenting class for $20. Positive um, parenting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was supposed to like get a slip before the class so she could just get out of it and get her $20. But the slip thing didn't work out. So like everything's kind of not working out. But that parenting class is also like her first inkling of, wow, my parents aren't normal. I never like sucked a titty or like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> the breastfeeding thing for whatever reason is like what triggers her to be like, oh, my whole life is a lie um, <laughs> type thing. So mm-hmm. and uh, I never get kind of touched. Random. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just a small note, because this comes into play later, is that when she comes out of that class, she has a toothpick that she got from a boy and uh, her mom tells her, when a man gives you anything made out of wood, he's saying, you give me wood, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. <laughs> I laughed um, so much harder when you said it than when she said it. Yeah. Um, because it probably sounds unnatural coming out of me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm no actor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was funny. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the wood, wood, wood. Mm-hmm. Also, also, Wood, Wood, Evan, Rachel, what's her last name? Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Connecting the dots. Okay. Yes. Our little yarn map is getting a little more complete. Um, so they win plane tickets to New York and their big con that they're going to do to get their rent money is they're going to fly to New York and back and do a baggage con that they lost their baggage and then claim the... insurance check for one lost bag, which seems insane to me. (laughs) But also every time I'm at the airport and I'm at baggage Uh claim, I think about this. I'm like, why don't... What? Doing a con? I don't... Well, I never... I I, I think about other people doing cons. Okay, admitting to crimes on the pod. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've never done it, but I always think, well, I could just grab this bag. Wink. Yeah. (laughs) Wink, wink. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> How do they? But you keep... never do. Yeah. Yeah, those bags <laughs> just go round and round and round. Yeah. And how do you? But like, what if you get a bag and it's just like boring stuff? Then it's like, was this even worth doing crimes? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's why people don't do it. <laughs> Um, And while they're there, her parents meet a girl on the plane and like instantly let her in on their crimes. (laughs) And she becomes a part of the crime family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another another thing for us to add to the reasons not to suspend or just blah, blah, blah. blah. They just instantly like just met this girl and they're like, look, honestly, we're doing crime like pretty much. (laughs) stupid yeah and we never get caught yeah yeah we never get caught even though we're like so obvious everywhere we go because we look insane <laughs> we're yeah. we're traveling with avril lavigne and <laughs> like, <laughs> we somehow never get stopped and like yeah. doing avril lavigne one avril lavigne two and the husband yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> just interesting this girl is super down to help them do cons random she's just like hell yeah i've always wanted to do crime i guess and she comes up with this scheme yeah because she loved the oceans 11s movies or something yeah <laughs> if any movie's gonna inspire actual criminals it's got to be oceans 11 right that's the most realistic i think mm-hmm. yep <laughs> most attainable because they're normal and getting rich 
uh, easily. <laughs> so this chick works at an eyeglasses store for old people, and she is hot, so old guys seem to ask her to come over to their house for Easter dinners, etc. And she's like, well, let's go to these old people's house and just rob them and sell their stuff at a flea market. That just seems like so much trouble for probably very little money. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know. Rob them slash convince them to just give me their stuff was kind of her plan. But when they go there, the dad just steals their checks and for and Evan forges them. So they kind of throw her plan out the window anyway. God, it's hor it's horrible. Like it's, it's, they're all yeah, horrible like plans. that's. It's a horrible plan, but it's also a horrible thing to do to another human being. Yeah. And then secondly, not discuss, let me like a Let's Latinx woman blind. show yeah. up with my white family <laughs> and have uh -huh. them romp about your house while I just kind of be sus in your living room with you or something <laughs> like and touch all your antiques. Like this isn't completely obvious. But after old Dolio forges the check... <laughs> I know. We get our very first horny moment in the movie, which happens when she like slowly takes off the other girl's fake fingernails for like 10 minutes, just slowly peels off her fingernails. And somehow that's like so erotic <laughs> in the movie. Do you remember? Yes, I do remember. I was just, <laughs> I was just re, re living it. Just, um. Oh yeah. Your life was flashing before your eyes. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like you're not gonna be I did do that. these for later although i did do that <laughs> once to my, i was on a plane with my friend who had who <laughs> who had finger the nails like that uh -huh. and i was i was helping him take them off oh and you guys had a horny moment it was intimate yeah <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. so you were really like connecting with the movie at this helping point my friend take off his his like <laughs> long french tip nails or whatever they're called yeah yeah hell yeah <laughs> but no 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 that's it's it's gross <laughs> it's gross it's yeah. gross and i didn't like watching it in the movie i thought you yeah and, and it's like ow. all slimy and sticky and yeah just peeling them off that yeah seems painful i don't know so that's I'm a gonna whole thing bite my nails and nervousness just thinking about it it's just like an endless <laughs> loop of nail trauma yeah yeah so after this they then go to a man's house who is just like being creepy in the other room at first, kind of yelling at them to be normal and like getting really horny for them to be a normal family. Yeah, was so this is just another one of her clients from the place where from she the works? eyeglasses store. Yeah. She's like this at this one, I think she said she told the guy that she would hand deliver his eyeglasses because he didn't come to pick them up. And then well, they found out, out right. Yeah, is that he's trying to die. <laughs> he says like it's like trying to go to sleep but for forever, which is like Kind of insane. But you also got to think, you know, here comes the thinking man into this uh, movie again. But, like, if this man is, like, literally on his deathbed, like, what's he doing getting new glasses? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh-oh. Bet you didn't think of that, Miranda. <laughs> so. Found a that little kind plot of hole. <laughs> yeah. Kind of doesn't exactly add up, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, in this house, we get our second horny moment, which is also another hands thing, uh, when the two girls sort of brush hands in the silverware drawer or something, and we're really starting to get that they got a little something something going on. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Slightly touching fingers. Okay. And I did not actually 
I didn't realize pre-watching this that there was any queer element to this besides just having a queer actor in it. Me neither. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So we're like accidentally gay today. Um. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which rocks. But uh, yeah, so they just like pretend to be normal for a little bit. And this is like old, <laughs> old Dolio's first glimpse of what a normal family could look like. And she's really having like a um, like a rom-com moment or whatever. Not rom-com, a family drama moment. Yeah, because it seems to be the first time that she sees her mom and dad like acting warmly, right? Yeah, or like acting like a normal mom and dad who like have a house with dishes, first of all. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're... they're pre- because they do live in an office They're pretending being sweet together and being like, what are you... Yeah. Yeah, what, how was your day, honey? Blah, blah, blah. And he, like, fake watches football or golf or something for a minute. Yeah. I actually yeah. did like this part. Yeah, I, so, I, like, I thought this they're was being sweet. normal. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, they're pulling these cons all the time and pretending to be other people, so... Why is it so foreign to her to see her family like this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, totally. And like, it, it just goes back into Aren't they again, doing like, performances like this all the time? Yeah. Like, how is this the first time that she's realized that my family is strange or like I have needs that aren't being met? My family isn't tender or caring towards me like how is she 26 and just realizing this for the first time they have to have done these things before she has to have had some moment before mm-hmm. that nope. this has happened but yeah guess not <laughs> no, she never saw any other families any other she never got to see she never got to see like boy meets world <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> 7th heaven like yeah. anything like yeah. come on <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that just doesn't track. But what she does next is go to the parenting class again. And this again is like the parenting teacher slash regressive therapist <laughs> up there just like bringing people up to pretend to be their mom for a little bit and like take care of some need for them. Like I, I feel like this was all this is not what a like issued parenting class would be like like that girl was probably like court ordered to go to parenting class like i feel like this is not what that would be like at all (laughs) right true so i looked up the actress who played her yeah who is that because i was just thinking i thought she looked familiar her name is diana maria riva and she also played the voice of the mom on the phone who calls melanie is that her name Gina Rodriguez's mm-hmm. character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She played them. So she had two roles in this movie. And um, she was also in Dead to Me. As mm. Did you watch that show? Yeah. Yeah, I did. So she was the cop. Oh, and she's in, in What Women Want. She's good. I yeah. like her. Um, she's good. Oh, she's in Sunnyside, too. I watched that. Did you see that? No. And that with um, Joel Kim Booster. Oh, okay. Gotta, gotta watch that. But yeah, she's in those couple things. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> But while um, Evan is at this class, her parents are being nasty at home with the other girl. Her dad, like, tries to seduce her or whatever in the hot tub. I don't know. All of that was just very nasty. And I think they do kind of a couple times hint that he is, like, sort of hitting on that girl. Yeah. They're so immediately enamored of her. I didn't love that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't like a little creepy creepy vibe Eh, no (laughs) 
I felt like we could have done without that. Also, I did even before that. Like my my bullshit detector went off with the hot tub in general. Like when they yeah. when they bought the hot tub, mm-hmm. bought the hot. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> that was your full thought. <laughs> Well, I guess I sort of like, there's so many, there's, there's such a mountain of evidence against them already (laughs) that it felt a little, felt like a little bit overkill that like, oh, we're going to splurge and buy a hot tub right now, you know? Mm -hmm. That's maybe also why they've never been able to like hold on to any of the money that they get through their cons too. Yeah. No, that. Because they're irresponsible. That makes sense in its nonsensical way. <laughs> but They plan to just get this hot tub, not hook it up, fill it with water somehow, and then return yeah, it later. Yeah, fill it with what I think was room temperature water yeah. <laughs> out of the hose. Not enticing. Yeah. And yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was a bit creepy. And the whole like, oh, you only have to pay $100 to take it home with you right now. I feel like that can't be true either. <laughs> No. There would be a credit check involved. Come on now. Yeah. Not to be too in the weeds on how real or unreal this movie is, but <laughs> certainly has committed some crimes, and that was one of them. <laughs> also, how did they get it there? Was it delivered? It must have been delivered, right? Because they don't have a car or anything. They bus. <sighs> yeah. How did they pay for the bus? That's another thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So when old Dolio comes home from her parenting class where she's had a second epiphany about how terrible her parents are and how she was not nurtured, she gets like a sort of like sibling jealousy for the other girl. <laughs> just like, I don't know, the other girl's in the middle of like being her parents trying to fuck her. And then old Dolio comes home and is like, why are you calling her honey? <laughs> like, call me honey instead. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's a different type of honey. What's going on here? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but her mom refuses to call her hun, I think was actually what. Un- uh, I don't feel natural saying hun. Um, <laughs> does really anyone? Weird. Do people say hun? People have to, right? I don't know. I think it feels like an alien in my mouth. Okay, so her mom wouldn't call her hun. This is like the final straw for her. Well, her mom's like, I'm never going to call you hun or make you pancakes or give you gifts, etc. Even for $1,500 or something. Even for $1,500. She's yeah. like, I won't. I refuse to be fake. Okay. And you know what? We have to stand that decision. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so the other girl is like, I'll be your mommy instead. And <laughs> takes. I'll call takes, you hun. Yeah. Yeah. And she takes old Olio with her. So old Dolio is like kind of addicted to going back to her parents. She is still like lost in the sauce, like desperate for their approval, needs to be with them. But this other girl is like, let me do, let me do the things that your mom wouldn't do for you first. And then you can do whatever I think is kind of how it goes. She clearly like has a big crush on old Dolio. <laughs> it's such a goofy thing to say constantly. Um, she has, clearly has a big crush on old Dolio. She has big, like, I can fix him energy or, like, let me be your mommy energy. <laughs> and in that way, they're kind of, like, heteroizing, like, the queer narrative, which, like, <laughs> is interesting. Um, and I feel like something you also like to partake in. <laughs> me? Yeah. <laughs> you love to be fake straight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying. It's a it's a bad habit, you know. Trying to quit. <laughs> I just did it for so long, you know. 
But now I have to fictionalize it to make sense of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you can maybe relate to this movie in that way. <laughs> no, that is so true. I was like, I was like, that sequence, I was like, oh, oh, yes. Another sort of training sequence that I've explored in some of my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The learning, the learning how to be normal. Sure, sure. <laughs> or learning how, uh, at least as far as relationships go, learning how to not be your partner's mommy, I think is probably <laughs> something that has to be learned uh, with age, especially in relationships with women. I don't know. What's it like um, as a man who dates men? Do you ever mommy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only on accident. Only on accident. Yeah. Are you shy to say? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just comes out and then you're like, oh, fuck, I did it. I know. And, you know, because nobody wants to be mommy. <laughs> no. But uh, unfortunately. It's hard, it's uh, hard not to s- just fall Especially into the- in relationship with a man. Like, m- many men need mommy. <laughs> They sure do. So, you know, it just happens and then we learn from our Pretty mistakes. much 100% of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree. Oh, God. Um, now we're both having um, post-traumatic flashbacks. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> no, I'm just on just a sort of oh, surreal, God, oh, like, yeah, going through this, like, the slideshow of my relationships yeah boom 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 yep yep mm-hmm. yep no no yeah <laughs> help <laughs> tragic i know so oh god <clears throat> anyway back to old dilio <laughs> yeah so <laughs> speaking of being mommy the next thing that happens is that uh, she takes old Dolio to a dark place to be reborn, pretty much. Which is like, what was that, like an, a bathroom? Oh, Jesus. A bathroom where the lights were oh, out. Oh, my God. When you go what? through it beat by beat, it's really... <laughs> insane. It's really insane. because Right, because the, <laughs> the way that those scenes bridge is she's like, she's like, I'll go in the closet. And she's like, I can find a darker place. Doesn't she say that? Yeah, no, she does because she had been in that bathroom before. And by the way, oh, when she was in the was bathroom, that was the same bathroom. Oh my yeah, god! When she was in the bathroom before, she didn't even use like the flashlight on her phone or anything. That's she when just... she was Facetiming with her mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so she's familiar with this bathroom. Yeah, they go there to be reborn. But while they're in there, they have a tremor, which in this movie happens like three times a day. <laughs> Is, is L.A. this crazy with tremors or what? I've lived in L.A. for six, seven years mm-hmm. and maybe total four or five. Yeah. That I can remember. Yeah. So and like the, the so, tremor meter off the charts in this movie. Yeah. Though. So it's not that frequent in my experience. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> if it were like this movie. I mean, people would be losing it all the time. Mm hmm. Yeah. So her dad in the movie has a conspiracy theory about tremors that he thinks there's going to be a big one that knocks out civilization and will make all the doorknobs and every surface like electrified so you can't touch anything and then everyone dies. 
I mean, I when he said that, I was like, is that true? <laughs> it's not. You're like, that seems real. Oh, God. <laughs> I did. I thought, okay, I have to remember that for the next time there's an earthquake. <laughs> now you're just going to fully spread his weird-ass conspiracy well, theory. Well, it's Richard Jenkins. He could tell me anything, you know? Yeah. True. <laughs> um, so after this tremor, she thinks that they die. Or what she says is, I think we're not in life anymore, <laughs> which is kind of a weird way to put it, but interesting. The other girl is kind of not believing it or I don't know, but uh, old Dolio's kind of like, you <laughs> well, can't believe it. Well, she's just along because... for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old Dolio's like, you can't believe it because you were married to life and you were hooked on it. Can't get enough of the stuff. And it's not such a big deal to me <laughs> because I'm not... I'm not married to life. Right, because so, she never wanted to be a cajillionaire. She never wanted to be alive, apparently. But like, So at this point, we have like fully a like suicidal, androgynous, bisexual with iffy parents uh, struggling to make rent. And I was feeling like a little specifically called out. <laughs> like kind of rude. <laughs> but they get out of here. They hear a car rumbling outside. And when she busts out of this room, she has like a wild zest for life. Yes. And I think that a this... A new lease on life. Yeah. I think this part was probably like my least favorite scene in the movie. Just like her running around being like, potato chips, I've never seen these. Or like whatever she's doing. That's interesting because this... Um, was your favorite? No. Um, <laughs> it was not my favorite, but I texted a friend who liked this movie a lot, uh-huh. like a couple hours ago. And he was like, that scene where she had a newsly fun life was so funny. And then really? I was Googling Miranda July a little uh-huh. bit and I read uh, some interview and she was talking about how that scene was the most important to her to get right in the really? filming of this movie. So I think that scene is like one of the core pieces of the film, apparently, in her vision. To her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not like it. <laughs> um, it's like their characters were already like so over the top and kind of corny anyway. But like that scene felt like even so much more over the top and corny and like kind of disingenuous in a way. Like I feel like. Yeah, it sort of her- felt like it became a different movie for a second. Like, yeah, is, really? This is how old Dolio. It doesn't. None of it makes sense, right? Yeah, like, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense that that would be her. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it, it just. Sorry, Evan, Rachel Wood. The acting was, like, not great. I don't know. It just felt kind of, like, disingenuous. I don't know. Uh-huh. She's already, like, there's a lot going on with, like, the voice and, like, the bad wig and everything. And then it's, like, now she's, like, trying to be non-emotive but also, like, really excited at the same time. Mm, oh, my know. God. Do you, do you Have you tried all the food in the store? Yeah. <laughs> in the gas station, even. like. Yeah. Didn't love. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it felt like sort of an idea that was probably in an early draft that she got attached to or something, and then it yeah, it seemed like it connected, but it doesn't really doesn't really connect to the rest of the movie. No, it, yeah, it's it could like, be a fully deleted scene. Totally, it's like two minutes of just like where am I? Like what <laughs> what has just happened? And then we're back to like normal, basically here in a minute. It, yeah, very strange. Oh, yeah, but while they were in the hole, too, she told the other girl that, like, 
oh, you didn't know, but like this was all a con and we're just going to rob you and blah, blah, blah. So when they come out, then the girl is like mad too. Oh, yeah. I also didn't like that either. No, that felt weird. (laughs) It all was very weird. Yeah. That just feels like one of those movie things that it happens so often. I feel like it happens even more and more like in Netflix movies or something. Like, like, it's always the part where it's like, something has to change and the character mm. B has to get mad at character A for something yeah. that character and then and like some that's, sort of like shoehorned in like irritation moment yeah and conflict uh, yeah and it always feels like just like <laughs> so contract or a lot yeah, of yeah it's always like times. some goofy misunderstanding that's like barely anything and would take literally one sentence to solve <laughs> yeah like you but instead it becomes you like a whole thing you betrayed me yeah <laughs> Love Simon had a really bad one of those. I feel oh, like remember God. that. <laughs> Did you see that TBT movie? Love Simon? Yeah, I also watched Love Victor. Did you watch that? <laughs> I I haven't watched season two yet, but I loved season. Oh my one. God! I didn't even know there's a season two. <laughs> I actually like devoured it. Really? <laughs> yeah, and like cried and like went through like really. It was just so <laughs> sincere and sweet and like. I couldn't help it. And that's how starved we are for queer content, I think. Oh, my God. It's truly a travesty out um, here. <laughs> I know, right? That you'll watch a straight boy. <laughs> I know. Play, play, quote, unquote, a gay guy, but be straight for the entire series until the very end. Be in a straight relationship the whole time. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, I... And still you're crying. That you, You're talking about the actor? <laughs> the actor is straight, but in the show, also, he's dating a woman for the entire first season until the very end. I know. It's so... Because he's pretending or whatever, but it's like, this Um, is our gay show, just watching a boy date a girl? Like, that seems like a straight show, actually. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, But anyway, Anyway, (laughs) not to pop off on. So yeah, there is a season two. We're going to have to both watch it and then we'll check back in. Okay, Um. totally. (laughs) You're like, hell no, Nigel. I'm not going to watch Love Victor season two. Well, look, if you want to pop off about it together, that might be a little more incentive than just me watching it and having a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) You were were incensed by season one, I can tell. (laughs) Well, it's like then also like he lives in Atlanta, but he has to fly to New York to find one other gay person. Uh, I don't think so, honey. Like Atlanta is so gay. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can this is what that. happens when <laughs> this is what happens when things are written by people in LA. Yeah, <laughs> that they don't know that there are queer people literally everywhere. But also, Atlanta specifically is very queer. Like, there's don't they have like nine pride groups out there? <laughs> like, yeah, ah, so stupid. No, um. so many like these LA gays <laughs> and New York gays. I know them. They only know yeah. about LA and New York. Mm-hmm. They've heard of Atlanta, maybe, but they forgot. <laughs> they know they forgot. When they put pen to paper, they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay. Where are we in this movie? <laughs> I think we're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got us. I got us. So they go back to the girl's apartment, and then we have the dancing. So she forgave her quickly, though. Yeah, because she had to do... She did, like, a breast crawl on the ground <laughs> to to regain her affections. <laughs> yeah, all He's I like, can think of I'm crawling I... towards Titty. <laughs> Is that what that was? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> well, the whole thing was like she wanted to be reborn so that she could do a breast crawl, like cuz 
in the parenting class, there's like a new. They show this video of like a newborn crawling up the mommy's well, why tummy. Why would that? To... Why would that show Melanie? Her name's Melanie, right? Yeah. I have no idea. Why would? Well, <laughs> I've been why, calling her girl. Why this would whole that time. show Gina Rodriguez? <laughs> why would that make up for this? The horrible thing she just said in the in the bathroom. I don't know because she's like, I still need you to be my mommy, and then like her mommy complex is so strong that she's like, okay, I can fix you, energy. Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, so they could have just cut that whole sequence. The whole thing could have been gone, and uh, nobody yeah. would have had to get mad at anybody. And yeah, we truly didn't need it. And this girl is like, I mean, the whole point is that old Olio like needs fixed. Like you can't also be mad at them, you know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she goes back to the apartment and does some crazy dances, and I did like the dancing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, like, I did punch too. punch dancing in the living room for a minute. Yeah. Um, and the parents interrupt and leave 18 wrapped gifts outside the door for her 18th birthday, but she is 26, as we've discussed, so her parents don't know her age, <laughs> and they want to take her out to dinner. Yeah, is that because they're saying that um, because they don't know her age? Oh my God, it's because they don't know her age. Well, they're like, we want to take you out to dinner for your 18th birthday. And she's like, it's not my birthday and I'm 26. So like, I don't know if it's just like another point of like her parents don't actually care about her, but like at least they're trying maybe. I don't know. So they take her to the fancy restaurant. She wears a skimpy dress because she's going to be like, look how much I've changed. I usually wear big clothes. Now I'm wearing little clothes. And when they go to the restaurant. Well, she also she, has to fit. She has to fit in in, yeah. the, in the in the restaurant world because she can't give, True. A, give away that she's an old Dolio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a normal Dolio, not an old Dolio. Yeah. <laughs> But when they get to the restaurant, old Dolio gives her little girlfriend a toothpick, which is a callback to earlier in the movie, if you'll remember. She gives her wood. Yeah, she gives her wood because she gives her wood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, her parents at this dinner are being manipulative and sus as fuck. This was the part of the movie where I laughed the hardest. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Okay, so go well, on. I, I think I had, well, I think I had sort of like, I'd gotten a little frustrated and irritated. Yeah, because of the previous, like. Because of the other yeah. parts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, almost sort of giving up in my mind, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, and then Richard Jenkins, I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the scene. But when he yeah. stands up to make his speech, I yeah. He does a little ding, ding, ding on the glass. I lost it. (laughs) Something about that performance and the way he did that was so deeply funny. (laughs) To me, I I was like crying laughing. Hell yeah. And and then I thought, oh my God, I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) He said five stars. End it here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. He is just so funny in that. There was something so absurd. He was like really good in this part. He's truly gifted. He's probably the most believable of the weirdos. Yeah. He's like the most grounded. A hundred percent. Yeah. So then the girls go back to the girl house. <laughs> and they had previously hidden the 1500 whatever dollars in the like electrical box. So they check for the money before they go to bed to see if the parents had robbed it. The thing was, if it's all there, they mean how they're being. They're being 
earnest and they do love me and they want to be my parents, etc. Or if it's just my third left, then that means we love you, but we can only ever be how we are and sorry, <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of. And then if it's gone, it's all right. And then, yeah, and if it's gone, it's all fake. It's all a ruse. So when they check before bed, it's there. So they're like, wow, they do love me. They meant it. Like they are earnest and want to be my parents and be nice. But when they wake up in the morning, everything in the entire house is gone, including all the food in the cabinets, like literally everything. Yeah, like dishes and um, mugs and anything that you would make a lot of noise. (laughs) Yeah, like there's so many. I mean, you truly cannot think about this too hard because... Well, no, this honestly was the worst crime of this film (laughs) for me. As somebody who just moved. Uh Uh-huh. I also just moved. I know. So to me, I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't clear out an entire apartment. I don't care if it's one room. Yeah. And like her half eaten food that's in the cabinets and what, like, what are they doing with all this? Yeah. Like you're going to sell her, I don't know. Bag of sugar? Yeah. Whatever. Like, I don't know. Wow. I was just going to say bag of sugar. Wow. Surviving. Yeah. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was something about that that offended me as somebody who just moved. Yeah. And like, how do you do all that as two older people like they're probably in their 50s or so without waking Um, anyone i was like did they did they drug them yeah did they drug them but like honestly did they like i don't know i don't know something had to have happened because how and also why what you what use would they have for those they're gonna sell her lamp they're like oh i have a receipt for that that was the other thing they have like these receipts that they use to yeah does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would have to be so specific because you have to have the exact item on the receipt and then it has to probably also be within like some kind of time frame. Right. And then you also have to hope that whatever store you're going to does like cash refunds or whatever because a lot of times they refund onto the card or onto a gift card or something like that too. Yeah. So. And they're also like, do you have the card? Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like that's got to be like... Just the most annoying con to try and even do. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) There's so many logistics involved. So everything is gone. You're like, oh, God, the parents didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. But the only thing that's left is the 18 gifts that they got for her birthday, her quote unquote birthday. So they return the gifts and it turns out that the total amount of the gifts is the amount of her third, which was like $525 even. Which answers the question we've been wondering the whole movie. Do they really <laughs> love their daughter? <laughs> and it turns out they do. No, it turns out the answer is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they After le- all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're not going to totally abandon their beliefs. <laughs> They're kind of like, we love you, but we can't be your parents, (laughs) sort of. Yeah, we love you a third. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like the first sort of happy ending that we thought we were getting. It's a, I guess, a plot twist to a middling ending. But before we roll creds, they do do a steaming hot first kiss at the customer service counter. (laughs) Which answers the other question we've been wondering the whole time. (gasps) Are they going to kiss? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And 
you know, a light touch on the hand and a single kiss is often more than what we get in terms of uh, on-screen lesbian sex representation. So, um, so what? Is, so what did you? Of, what did you think about this kiss? How did it do it for you? Groundbreaking in a way. <laughs> <laughs> As far as like, I mean, this movie is a, a little groundbreaking in terms of like queer representation in probably a couple ways. One of them being, well, first of all, like hetero rising the, uh, the queer narrative, you know, making her have all the problems that boys usually have. Um, but it's a sapphic relationship. <laughs> They'd never address their queerness, which I kind of liked. Like, it just is like they, it's not there's no coming out story or like you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be addressed. It just is. And then thirdly, that <laughs> it's not set in the like 1800s is pretty groundbreaking in terms of uh, like lesbian representation. Oh my uh, God. For- <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And uh, portrait of a lady at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what else? The like gender sort of strangeness of it all. Like um, Evan Rachel Wood's character is kind of gender nonconforming, which you don't see a lot and yeah just like having them be sweet or kiss even that alone like we don't get too much of in film or anything yeah i mean maybe you already said this but even that gina rodriguez's character there's no there's no question there's no struggle in her desire at all yeah which is which is is so refreshing she has a crush and she goes for it yeah 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 what was i gonna say oh yeah so like I famously have said on this podcast, so there there is no queer sex in this movie, but that's kind of also the joke because there's never lesbian sex in anything <laughs> or like so rarely, or even when there is, they like, they'll do like a kiss and they're like in bed under the covers and they do one kiss and then it like fades to black and fades up and they're like smoking cigs or whatever. Like there's never, there's never intimacy between women. It's Very, not so fair. Rarely. It's not so fair. rarely. No, it's not fair. So when I say just one touch on the hand and a single kiss really is like having lesbian sex uh, in terms of what is generally shown in any sort of uh, sapphic relationship in film. You should be thankful for what you get. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're truly desperate for the content. (laughs) So, and that's roll creds on this movie. We've made it to the end of the film. Wow. I think, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they're going to be, they are going to go off and have a toxic relationship until uh, Gina Rodriguez gets tired of being mommy. And (laughs) yeah, but she doesn't seem to have anything else to do. So she, you know, being mommy. No. Yeah. Being mommy is, you know, she She might be into it for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. Bless her heart. I mean, she's young. You know, we all have to learn. (laughs) Okay. So what would you rate this movie out of five? I'd give it three stars. Mm -hmm. I almost give it three and a half. But now that we've dissected it to death, now now I'm I'm taking the half off. Yeah. Yeah. I want, it sort of breaks my heart to like give it, there's something that's, sort of disappointing here's here's what it is like uh-huh. when a movie is so close to being great because i feel like this yes. this movie has so much so much going for it and so many great ideas that mm-hmm. it's so close to almost being like a movie that i'm like oh i wish this could have been a movie that i'm excited to come back to mm-hmm. later on in my life or you know and watch again and again but it just falls sort of short of that and there's something yeah. there's something that's just like 
Three stars. <laughs> it's disappointing because because it seems like it could be so cool and it's so close to being so cool. Yeah. Um, but then and it just misses on a few levels. Yeah, it just like falls in that uncanny valley of being like, oh, well, you should have either been worse or, or better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say I 100% agree with you on every front, including the rating. Like, <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. I I also was like maybe three and a half um, oops down to three, I think. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and yeah, basically just fully agree with everything you just said. Like I was really excited to watch this for a really long time. Like I, like I said, I saw Evan Rachel Wood's character before because I follow her on Instagram and I saw that character and I was like, this could be something really cool. Um, and just like the general mood of how things were or whatever is very pretty. And, and I also just admi- I admire so much Miranda. I mean, it's so hard to make a fucking movie. Yeah. And like, I oh, admire, sure. I admire. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. like, it takes such like guts to make something yeah. like Yeah. And this. to try something yeah. like, yeah, that's like, there is a lot of really unique and creative aspects to this movie and yeah, you hate to rag on like an indie. Or whatever, but. <laughs> yeah, and also something that has so many moments of like beauty and um, mm-hmm. good performances and beautiful shots and great ideas. It's almost, I yeah. think what it is, is it just has too many good ideas. If it had just sort of mined the core of it a little more. Been a little more focused. Yeah. And that's, yeah, like kind of what I said at the beginning. Like there's a couple ways in which this movie is confused about what it is. (laughs) Or like what it's saying or where it's going or the rules of the characters or stuff like that. Like there's a couple ways in which this movie is just muddy. Yeah, just when you said it like went overboard. Yeah. yeah so if they could have like pared back certain aspects of it made it a little more grounded then it, it could have been really cool and it was yeah just so close to being really cool and i was so excited to watch it and then to have all that going for it and for it to be like kind of disappointing what made it like kind of extra disappointing you know i know it's yeah. it's so unfair to say that to be like <laughs> well you get points deducted for being for being closer <laughs> But that's really how it feels. Yeah. And I felt that way about lots of movies that that I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. But, you know, they tried something. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So we got respect for the game, but ultimately not respect for the film. (laughs) I just don't think I'm going to come back and watch it again. And I think I agree. Would we recommend this movie to people? What do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. Yeah. Because this movie might really fit really well with a with a person who needs. Some this people movie do right love now. this movie. Like I was looking at Letterboxd reviews of this, and like there are reviews that are like, "This is my favorite Miranda July. I can't believe I love something more than her other stuff," or like whatever. Well, I mean, I wonder that. That's what I'm wondering about it. Like, I wonder if this. You're wondering, could like, be- if those people are unhinged. <laughs> I wonder if they're on. Un- well, I kn- I don't wonder. I know. No, I. <laughs> but I mean, I do. I do wonder if like a cult, if this could emerge as a cult. If they got classic. a cult to leave reviews, huh? Yeah. Do you think they got a cult to leave reviews? Yeah, but you know, like in a few, in a, in like ten years, in ten years, will this movie have a following? No. Okay. I think it's kind of instantly forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Because kind of like we talked about, like, the emotional beats of it, like, don't, they're not they really don't affecting. They don't add up. Yeah. 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 They don't add up. They're not affecting. I didn't feel 
ultimately much for this film. And if I felt empathy for any of the characters, it was the side character girlfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever, Gina Rodriguez character. <laughs> and like, that's not, I think, who you're supposed to be empathizing with. <laughs> in well, this I movie, did, right? you know, I did feel like when she showed up in the movie, I was like, oh, now it's starting. You know yeah. what I mean? Where yeah. I was kind of like, I'm work- <laughs> I'm editing a movie right now. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm at the first time I'm editing a feature and like mm-hmm. so I'm thinking a lot about obviously like when does the movie start and what 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 can be cut out and I when they were on that plane and she showed up I felt like she had that grounded energy that the movie was sort of lacking. Yeah. And I was like, "Huh, I wonder if this movie could have started on the plane." Um, yeah. But that's interesting. So we had some issues. <laughs> we had I'm going to say issues. I probably wouldn't recommend this movie to Anyone. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I was excited for Evan Rachel Wood's character, but ultimately after watching it, it didn't grab me as much as I anticipated it would. Sorry, so Miranda. No. <laughs> Sorry, Miranda. <laughs> now it's time for Screen Vomit. All right, so in this part of the pod, we just talk about whatever else we've been watching, movies, shows, whatever. So what have you been watching? I have been watching The White Lotus on HBO. Is this a show? It's a, oh my, it's a new show by Mike White, who's one of my heroes. Who, do you know him? He, he created Enlightened with Laura Dern and um, he wrote a bunch of movies like, um, uh, Chuck and Buck and his biggest hit Ooh, was... okay, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I know who that is. You've okay. seen Chuck and Buck. Yeah, I've seen Chuck and Buck. I own it on VHS. <laughs> oh my God, I own it on VHS too. <laughs> and I've only ever seen it on VHS. I know who this is. I just didn't know what his name was. Okay. His okay, so yeah. yeah. So so yeah, and, and you know, he like wrote on Freaks and Geeks and the yeah, like, yeah, Orange yeah. County and um, School of Rock. I'm, what am I going to list as all of his credits? Anyways... <laughs> He has a new mini series. Chuck and Buck, most important culturally. Huh. Yes, yes, absolutely. His new he has a new show. Um, I think it's just a limited series on HBO. It's called The White Lotus, and mm-hmm. it is fucking fantastic. It's just like a dark, cringe comedy set at this luxury resort in Hawaii, and it's just about all of the rich people who are vacationing there and then all of the staff who are serving them and you find out there's like a flash forward at the beginning of the series and somebody's died but yeah so we're gonna and then it flashes back to the beginning of the vacation so you're like living the mystery or whatever living the mystery yeah (laughs) wow and jennifer coolidge (laughs) there's only been three episodes so far and jennifer coolidge is like giving the performance from heaven it's so well of course she is yeah wait steve zahn's in this did you say that i didn't say that but he's killing it every connie Britton is killing it the whole cast is great and uh, and i'm also watching rupaul's drag race all stars six or whatever (laughs) whichever Mm -hmm. one it is right now and how's that going you into it out of it i'm just i've never watched drag race tbh i've watched like a couple episodes but i've never been a drag race guy but I've listened to a lot of people talk about Drag Race. I know, I know, I'm a bad gay, whatever. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay, you don't get points. I'm canceled. You don't get... <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, that's that for you. You might want to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> the listenership is 
furious. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're dragging me online. I'm going to get acted. <laughs> what? I, I, came, on, I came to Drag Race late, but now mm. I'm fully, fully upset. I've seen many seasons multiple times and and yeah. now i'm i have to watch all stars even though i'm not really enjoying it it's not the best season by any means and it's just kind of on autopilot but mm-hmm. but, I, but you're a completist now kind of yeah yeah that's fair but if you go back i would say if you're gonna start drag race don't start mm-hmm. now go back and watch like seasons four five six okay but they're on like way above that right <laughs> is it on like Season I think they're on season or 13 or 14. Yeah. Okay. So, but <laughs> go away. So it's been bad for about 10 seasons is what you're saying? Um. <laughs> it hasn't been bad. It's been, it's still good. There's a few, there's an off year every now and then, but mm-hmm. it just hasn't been as magical to me okay so you've been like hate watching just kind of riding the wave for for 10 seasons i i haven't been hate i haven't been hate watching i've just been watching (laughs) okay okay (laughs) actually the last season though the season with simone was really good yeah i loved it yeah okay interesting what else is there anything else what else have i been watching i recently subscribed to the criterion channel oh yeah i'm sharing i'm sharing a membership with my mom hi mom and um (laughs) she's listening (laughs) we know and so i've been trying i've been trying to make use of that and i just watched the company original cast album recording documentary have you seen that no are you into musicals at all no um not not really, no. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some musicals, but I'm not like a musicals guy. I was in a musical, famously, Susical, the musical. Oh! Um. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that one, but... It's for babies. Um, it's... I, <laughs> yeah. I did it uh, when I was 30 years old and <laughs> with a half-children cast. Um, and <laughs> that sounds so fun. I, I would uh, love to silly. be in a musical again. I was in it them was in high silly. school. Yeah. I was cast in Joseph and the Amazing Technique. Nicolette Dreamcoat in high school and I dropped out. So that was that's my musical what? history. But I was in show choir, so I did a lot of musical songs. So you can like, sing. Yeah, I can sing. A little. Don't make and don't a make five, me six, sing. seven, eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but anyway, so I watched this documentary. It's by this famous documentarian whose name I'm forgetting. Pennebacher? I think that's it. Um, That's kind of a cool name. And it's a famous documentary that I had seen before, but I watched that again. It's just them recording the cast album of Company in the 70s over this long night that never ends in this recording studio. And Elaine Stritch is there doing her famous song, The Ladies Who Lunch. And she's not hitting it. And it's there's drama. It's just great. And you hear all of Sondheim's music. Okay, I'm boring myself. You nice. go. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly okay to pop off about something random um, because Lord knows that's all I do is alienate the audience because I, as I've said, mainly watch deep cut freak shit. <laughs> so tell me the deep cut freak shit you're watching. <laughs> I'm like out here in the mainstream doing HBO and RuPaul. <laughs> 
No, like, that's totally cool, too. I mean, there's no right way to watch stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. There's there's cool and there's not cool. And you're doing it the cool way, Gala. No. No, it is not cool what I'm doing either. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the opposite, in fact. Uh, It's embarrassing. So... So I have been on a Quentin Dupuy kick. I don't know if you're familiar with any of his work. He did Rubber, if you ever saw that. I never saw it. Or he did uh, Deerskin, did festivals a couple years ago. A lot of people know that one. Anyway, he's like an absurdist director, writer, director, whatever, filmmaker, some would say. Um, (laughs) And he's French? He is French, yeah. Some of his movies are in French. Some of them are in... Some of them are English. It's kind of a toss-up. So, But he has a couple movies that I really like. He has a new one called Mandibules that's been doing fests for like a year and a half. And it's finally just came out on streaming. I haven't watched it yet because I was trying to finish watching his entire filmography first before I get to his new one. I don't know, for fun. So Jesus. <laughs> I watched yeah. like a whole bunch of Quentin Dupuy movies. <laughs> And I do like, like, probably my favorite genre would be, like, surrealism or absurdism if it's done right. Because I can't Mm -hmm. always get into absurdism. It has to have something going on. Well, clearly you're not okay with the absurd elements in the movie we just talked about. (laughs) Or, like, they're not not balanced. Yeah, I don't know, like... Uh, whatever we've already talked about the movie we just watched okay <laughs> but so yeah so I really just like watching his movies some of them are very like anti-film in a way he actually has two of the movies I watched they're kind of shorts one's like a 45 minute short but one's like a 14 minute short called non-film uh so there's like non-film one and non-film two that I watched steak being flat making lamb's anger and wrong cops chapter one which is the prequel to the movie wrong cops so I've watched all those within the last like couple weeks. That's dedication. Really just going through a Quentin Dupieux kick. You don't even want to know because one of those shorts I had to, it's only available in French with no subtitles, like on somebody's YouTube channel. Um, and so this is how deep it goes. Okay. So I went on Reddit to a translator Reddit and asked somebody to translate this 14 minute short for me from French to English so that I could watch the short to complete the filmography um so then i'm just like reading i i got somebody on reddit to do it <laughs> and so i'm what just you, like what do you mean you transcript. like they typed it out for you yeah they typed did it you out pay them me. no <laughs> no that's why reddit exists to get people to do stuff for you for free but i know enough french because really? i did take french in school that like almost all of it was like attract like i know that they were saying whatever he wrote on the transcript wow there's just there's just translators out there willing to yeah on like the translator reddit like like, it was kind of a big ask (laughs) (laughs) i know well i was like it was kind of a big ask and the first comment was like bro like 14 minutes is kind of a long thing to do for no money or whatever you know Mm -hmm. but i was like but okay yeah it's 14 minutes but it's not solidly talking like there's action and like i feel like a lot of the words and phrases are like short which they were like a lot of it's just like action cut the whole thing is like them making a movie uh-huh. so it's like a lot of that and then there's like action in between yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like that <laughs> you're like can somebody translate this for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the whole thing is like, I don't want to get into it. It's too much. <laughs> but it is very much like a non-film, like, or an anti-film, like, the camera is just wherever. It's like bumping into people. It's not looking at anything. It's doing whatever. It's very much like, fuck you to film. Um, <laughs> then at the end, the whole thing is them, like, trying to get the take of him doing this thing, and it keeps not being right and then somebody gets stabbed and then at the end he's like was that even good was that even worth it and they're like no i don't think so and that's like the end of the thing Ooh. so <laughs> it's very like anti-film in that way quentin DePio loves to make movies about making movies so like a lot of his movies are that not all of them but like a lot of them are about that and that's what non-film one and two are both about making movies in non-film one, the camera person and all the crew get shot by accident by like a prop gun. So everybody dies except for like two of the actors and then the other actor like quits. So it's just the one guy and they're like, we're going to keep making the film for nobody, but we'll know that we did it or whatever. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's great. I'm going too long on this one. Have you, have you seen that movie Living in Oblivion with Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. I've watched a lot of movies about people making movies. I don't know. I think it's interesting. But yeah. that one is like really cool too because there's just so many hijinks. Yeah. Um, like every single thing going wrong constantly and being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and living in oblivion. Yeah. And, I know, love that Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah. And Captain Keener. Yeah. So anyway, oh yeah, whatever. Long story short, I watched a bunch of Quentin Dupuis movies. Okay. Oh, well, I have to... I still- <laughs> Should I start with Rubber or what? Well, I would say my favorite is this movie called Wrong, which is free on YouTube. If you're going to go through them, I mean, you'll just have to ask me (laughs) going forward because it depends on how much you like Wrong or what you like about it if you like it. So if you don't like it, I don't want to be like, keep watching them. (laughs) That one's my favorite. I haven't watched Rubber since it came out, which was like 2010. So like I barely remember Rubber at this point, but it's just like one of his more popular movies because the concept was so strange and it like kind of got a big release it was on netflix so Mm, maybe um, maybe i'll start with wrong yeah so i just have one more quentin dupia feature to go before i get to mandibules so i'm really excited to watch mandibules and the last feature of his i watched a couple miranda july movies to like get a sense of her taste or i watched like a short that she did I watched yeah. one short. It's called Somebody that I like. You're so good at watching shorts. Well, I've been doing a shorts challenge for the last like eight months or something where my challenge is to watch at least one short every day. So Holy shit. I do, I do that every day at least. And then, you know, sometimes I get in the mood to watch more. So um, what are but... your, what are your, besides no budge, what are your favorite, sh- what's, what are your favorite shorts platform? No budget is incredible. Um, short of the week is also really good for just posting a short every day. No budge is really the best. I mean, nobody can compare with no budge. I don't think. I think. I mean, personally, how I find a lot of my shorts besides those two platforms or whatever is just by like looking up people's filmography or like fucking around on Letterboxd a lot. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is like not the answer anyone wants to hear is like do research. <laughs> That's how you do it. Do it yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But since I've been doing this challenge, like the reason why I started posting the links every day in my stories too is because people were like i don't understand how to find short films where do you find them i don't get it so i started posting the links like literally here find the link is here if you want to watch it you know yeah and i made like a google doc of ones that i liked (laughs) Uh so like if you need like a chunk to watch just go on the google doc it's got all the links and then you can find cool stuff and oh amazing other people can sprout like me um Ugh, that's so great. I try. Yeah. I try to get people into short films, but it's not easy. Plugs. 
Tell the people, what do you have to plug? Where can people find you, etc.? Ooh, what I have to plug? Well, you can go to my website, nigeldefreeze.com, and all my short films are on there, and they're on nobudge.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow me at Nigel D Instagram. I have a feature film that we're in post-production yes. called Wake Up Leonard. I play a character named Leonard who needs, wow. to, who needs to wake up. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of a story about this like queer guy in LA trying to get his groove, oh, hell yeah. trying to get his groove back. Okay. And um, did you write? Did you write or direct that one too? I co-wrote it and I'm editing it. But my friend Kat directed it. Okay, and cool. And she's a very exciting young director. And but it's mostly improvised. So wow. So yeah. Okay. So the writing of it was like a loose outline. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Is that all plugs for you? I guess so. Okay. Cool. What a, what else? <laughs> I'm like, what else do I have to plug? Like mm. my address is come over. <laughs> <laughs> if you walk around Nigel's friend's mom's house in Silver Lake, you might see him outside. <laughs> yeah, looking for Miranda July. <laughs> To tell her how much, how much I love her. And also, don't yeah. listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my plugs, um, you can find the show on Instagram and everywhere else at Screen Vomit. One word on all the things. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review, please. You can send me an email at ScreenVomitPod at gmail.com with your thoughts on this movie or other movies or suggest a movie. I don't know what I'm watching next, so check my instagram for what's coming up and that's all my plugs so thanks nigel for joining me thank you for having me (laughs) this is so fun hell yeah (laughs) all right and we will see everybody else next time bye bye see you kajillionaires later (laughs) 